0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Good to be in church tonight. I'm going to come down here because I can't see very good. I know that Brother Stacy will amen me, so I'm going to come right down here in front of him. Praise God. Praise God. I like your banners. Time to restore. If you're in a place where you need some restoration, you appreciate it. If you don't, just hang on. Your day may be coming. Thank God for a church that believes in restoration. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. You're welcome to be seated. I just want to say it's an honor to be here. And uh, Brother Herring, Pastor Herring, is one of my favorite preachers. And uh, I know he's one of your favorite preachers. He better be your favorite preacher. Amen. <clears throat> I said, he better be your favorite preacher. Amen, amen. Some of, uh, some of my closest or greatest memories have been with your pastor, and uh, we have a tremendous friendship, and uh, we, we, uh, we just appreciate the, some of the same things together. Amen, amen. He told me that he's only been teaching for about 20 minutes on Wednesday nights. And I thought, my
1: goodness, it takes me 20 minutes just to figure out where my notes are. He's probably just a real effective
0: speaker, and he can get it done in 20 minutes. And it may take me about 20 pages to get it done. But uh, I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm a, well, I don't know what time it gets dark. But I've got, I've, got, I've got a few things to say, and as long as you're going to hang with me, we'll, uh, we'll just go to the Word of God. Amen, amen. I, I've always enjoyed speaking in this assembly because this assembly loves the Word of God. Let me tell you, I'd rather, I would rather get a root canal than preach somewhere where they don't love the Word of God. Amen, amen. And when you go to a church that doesn't really care much about the Word of God, then you just kind of throw a little generic sermon out there and go on about the business of the kingdom. But I feel like I'm in a place tonight that loves the Word of God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. There is nothing like the Word of God. It's what saves us. It's what changes us. It's what alters us. It's what restores us. It's what keeps us. Amen. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I don't want to sin. I've got to have the word of God in my spirit. Has anybody ever heard the word COVID? I've kind of made up my mind that I'm just never going to mention that word in the pulpit, and I just did. But along with all that stuff that we've dealt with the last couple years, it seems like everybody has been focused on health. I think we got so healthy in the last two years that, well, I'll just leave that alone. But we, we live in a time and we live in an era where health of the body is of utmost concern. We're talking about it everywhere you go and everything you read. And and I I do a lot of flying. And one of the greatest days that we had not too long ago is when they told us we can take our masks off and fly. Amen. But we do have a responsibility, a God-given responsibility, to take care of our bodies. I think we have a responsibility
1: to be healthy. When you go to Norvik, eat some good whitefish. Amen. But we do have a responsibility to
0: take care of the body that God gave us. Health matters. Health is important. Amen. And uh, there's more supplements and memberships and programs and, and things being sold now than there ever has been because people are healthy, conscious people. Uh, the news that, that we've been dealt with the last two years has just been absolutely staggering, and it is a result of people's health conscious. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he established something on earth that had never been done before. He He
1: placed into the hands of the disciples and the apostles the church. It's a pretty... Big responsibility. The very mission of God
0: is only accomplished through the church. You and I, the church, the bride of the Most High God. The church was built, Matthew 16. I won't take time to go there. I've got about uh, 19 minutes left. But it was, you know, Matthew 16 where he established the church. And he placed the church into the earth as a representative of Him. I'm glad you're
1: concerned about this highway out here. Hey Amen. I tell people in art, We're not streaming tonight, right? Are we streaming? Well, I wanted to say some really good stuff, but if we're... I tell people in our
0: church in Anchorage, I say, look, if you go to a restaurant and you don't leave a tip or if if you... if I said, tell people you go to Anchorage Baptist Temple. Don't tell them you go to Life Church. It matters that we represent the church well. First Corinthians, the apostle is getting a little bit irritated if you read between the lines. He says, what? Don't you know that... Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Anybody have the Holy Ghost here tonight? You're
1: not your own. You're bought with a price. Because of all of that, he said, you better glorify God
0: in your, and in your spirit, and they both belong to God. We have a responsibility as the bride of Christ to represent him in our body and in our spirit. So here's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about a healthy church. A healthy church. Now, I have to admit, I have taught some of this at home before. And, you know, you always have to try it out at home, see if it works good first. And uh, um, Brother Heron and I were talking about uh, coming out here to begin to pray, and I really was led. So that's what I'm going to speak to you about tonight. Amen. A healthy church. I'm going to give you five points if we get that far. Sometimes I get a little hung up on a point or two, but, but I'm going to try to accomplish this tonight. Number one, a healthy church is about the Father's business. We're not in sales. We're not in corporate business we're not an intellectual bit we are about the father's business that's why your pastor get up and said hey saturday morning we need you we're about the father's business we're about accomplishing what god has mandated us to accomplish yeah. are we doing the father's business i want to talk about healthy churches one of the things healthy churches do is the Father's business. That's our responsibility. That's why we are on this. That's why the rapture hadn't happened, in my opinion. It's because there's kingdom business to do. So I want to ask you, Palmer Pentecostal Church, what are we doing in the Father's business?
1: The very first message Jesus preached was this, repent. Follow me, and I'll
0: make you fishers of men. That was his very first message. The very last message Jesus preached was, go make disciples.
1: Preach the gospel. Use words if necessary. You know, we all are communicators, whether you have a
0: microphone or whether you're called to preach or not, we all communicate a message. Preach the gospel. Use words if necessary. A healthy church is full bore, full steam ahead, being about the Father's business. Everywhere you go, you ought to be about the Father's business. Everybody you talk to, it ought to be about the Father's business. Every restaurant you dine at, it ought to be about the Father's Business, Amen?
1: Our responsibility, according to the sermons of Jesus, was to preach repentance. Make disciples. How are we doing with that? How are we doing with it?
0: A healthy church is about the Father's business. I'm privileged to be able to travel quite a bit, and some people enjoy traveling, some don't.
1: Your pastor's wife enjoys traveling. Your pastor doesn't. What a tremendous team you have. <clears throat> Preach the gospel everywhere, but start at home first.
0: Now, I'm the North American missions director in this particular district, and one of my favorite things to talk about is Jesus said, you know, spread the gospel But start at home. Start in your neighborhood. Well, how about this? Start in your your house. Start in your house first. Amen. Some people are so excited about winning people across the ocean that they don't let any of them around the house. Amen. Our responsibility is to preach the gospel but start at home. It doesn't mean everybody's a preacher. It doesn't mean everybody's a teacher, a pastor, an evangelist, or a prophet. But if you're in the kingdom of God, you are to make disciples. A healthy church is about the Father's business. Everybody in this room is to be actively involved in the kingdom. Your role is not just to come and listen to good preaching from your pastor you have a place in this particular assembly that you ought to be about the Father's business. Amen. If God saved you, He saved you on purpose. I believe that with everything inside of me. I was uh, speaking on a virtual uh, uh, conference thing last night, and one of the verses I used was Acts
1: 2 and 47. And the Lord added to the church daily such as Should be. You should be in this church. You should be actively
0: involved in the kingdom of God. He saved you on purpose. He saved you strategically because this assembly needs you. Actively involved. Everybody in this building that is a part of the bride of Christ. If you're not a part of the bride of Christ, we can fix that tonight. Amen. Aren't you glad you repented of your sins and were baptized in Jesus' name? We're filled with the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 12. I was going to read all of this, but, you know, I'm under a little bit of pressure tonight. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31 talks about the body being one, but it's got many members. What a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous chapter. One body, many members. One body, many functions. And he goes in and he breaks it all down and talks about
1: the value of every particular member. In the eyes of God, the first, the,
0: the, the, the newest one here, Pastor Herring, is just as important as the one that have been here the longest. Amen. And in our human structure, you know, we kind of have things laid out. But I'm telling you, in the structure of God, we're all vital in the kingdom of God. If one member suffers, we all should suffer. If one rejoices, we all we are one body. One body. Amen. Amen. I, I, uh, I'm getting older and I'm breaking down. At a shoulder, well... I thought I'd at least get an amen from you, Brother Playle. He's, he's the bionic man. You know, things are starting to break. And, you know, when, when your shoulder hurts, everything slows down. It's not like, well, just my, my shoulder hurts, but I can still do everything else. No, it affects everything. And when one part of the body suffers according to the Word of God, all of us feel that. All of us should be going through that. Amen. amen. Each part of the body has a unique function and is vital to the overall success of this assembly. A healthy church is about the Father's business. Amen. Number two, a healthy church
1: bears fruit. A healthy church bears fruit. The Bible says you shall know them how. Not that they have a bumper sticker that says Palmer Pentecostal Church. You shall know them by their fruit. Matthew 7, beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing. In
0: other words, they look like they should be a part of the church, they talk like they're part of the church, they sing like they're part of the church, but inwardly, you shall know them by their offspring. What are they producing? Let me tell you, I used to be impressed by, you know, talent and gifting and all that stuff. That doesn't impress me anymore because you you can go anywhere around this world and find talent. Show me somebody that's got some fruit hanging on the tree. Show me somebody that's got some converts, some followers, that's done some things in the kingdom of God. Amen. You shall know by their fruits, do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree, say good tree bringeth forth good fruit. Corrupt tree bringeth forth the same. A good tree cannot, cannot,
1: bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not
0: good fruit. Now these, these are letters of red here. Jesus spoke these words. Every tree that bringeth forth not good fruit It's cut down, it's cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits
1: you shall know them. Not everyone saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my
0: Father which is in heaven. Many are going to say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out devils? Have we not done many wonderful works? Have we not quoted the articles of faith of Palmer Pentecostal Church? Listen, God is not impressed by what we are impressed by. God is saying, show me some fruit. I don't care about talent. Show me some fruit. Verse 23, in my opinion, is one of the gravest scriptures in the New Testament. Then will I profess
1: unto them, I don't even know you. God who knows all things. Think about that. God who knows all things will
0: say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Healthy trees bear fruit. Unhealthy
1: trees just stand there looking like a tree. Now, he, I'm just a real simple,
0: basic elementary preacher. You'll you'll get your pastor back next Wednesday. Unhealthy trees just stand there looking like a tree, but they're not doing the work of a tree. Their job is to bear fruit, not to bear, I'm gonna, I'm, let, let me just make a, a, a little footnote here. Whatever I say that is maybe contrary to what the pastor of this church says, I'm wrong and he's right. But I'm going to say a couple things tonight. He can straighten it out later. The job of a tree is not to bear gifts, not to bear callings, not to bear talents. Now, those are good, and everybody appreciates that, but those things are just to assist in the fruit-bearing process. The mission and the task and the
1: commission of the tree is nothing but bear fruit. Now if your gifting helps you produce fruit,
0: God bless it. If your talent helps you bear fruit and we all need a little more talent, then God bless it. But I've seen a lot of not so talented people bear a lot of fruit. And to the contrary, I've seen a lot of really talented people that really
1: have some giftings I wish I had with a play but they don't have any fruit on the tree. I think sometimes churches forget that we are in the fruit business. We are not in the tree business. We're in the fruit bearing business. We're not in the tree business. I'm not
0: interested in a tree farm. I am extremely
1: concerned about the fruit production of the tree. Jesus got a little bit upset. He got a little bit emotional. He got a little bit sideways with a non-fruit-bearing tree. He got a little ticked off. Cut it down. Throw it into the fire. There is no
0: value to the tree, he said. A healthy church is bearing fruit. Let me tell you something, Palmer. This valley does not need just another church. This valley doesn't just need another building, doesn't need just another preacher, not just another singer or choir. This valley needs fruit-bearing, harvesting churches. So with that being said, let me ask you this. Are you bearing fruit?
1: Is your role being accomplished In the kingdom of God. A healthy church is to bear fruit.
0: Amen. Now I know that I am in a church that loves the lost. That reaches the lost. That spends money reaching into the community. Thank God for that. But don't let that just be the culture of the church. Let it be your culture. Let it be your culture. Whether this church is a soul-winning church or not, let you be a soul-winner. Let you be fruit-bearing. Amen? Amen.
1: Number three, a healthy church. It's a rough one. It takes ownership. Somebody say, this is my church. Hallelujah. Now... <clears throat> I don't know how many are here tonight, and I don't know how many are going to show up on Saturday, but most likely the numbers will differ a little bit. (laughs) Did I say that nicely? What was that? Shouldn't. A healthy church takes ownership. This
0: is my church ought to be your motto. You must take responsibility for this church. Now, Brother Herring, Pastor Herring is going to have to stand and give an account for your soul before God. But you should take responsibility for what is accomplished or not accomplished here.
1: I wrote in the front of my Bible a long, long time ago my favorite quote. If it is to be, it is up to me. If it is to be, it is up to me. (laughs) Pastor Heron, I saw that there was a, a curb out of place out there. I'm going gonna, gonna to let you, let you know that there's a curb messed up out there. I'm doing my duty to let you know that.
0: Hey, if God brought it to your eyeballs. <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm just a pastor. This is how I preach. If it is to be, it's up to me. This is our church. It doesn't just belong to a few.
1: It's our our church.
0: In these last days, we have got to be all in, all hands on deck, everybody pulling their weight, all shoulders to the plow.
1: Amen. I got a news flash for PPC. Your pastor cannot do it all. Your pastor's wife cannot do it all. This front
0: row cannot do it all. This is our church. Come on, it's our church.
1: Well, I'm not one of the five-fold ministry. Perfect. A few key positions in this church cannot do it all. Church is a, hear this, team effort. Church is a team effort. This is not an individual sport. This is not golf. This is a
0: team sport. This is a team effort. It takes a team, and there is no I in team. If we are to accomplish our mission and our mandate on earth in this community, then all of us, I said all of us, Have got to be busy for the kingdom. I know everybody in here has got earthly roles to accomplish, but that's not why you're on earth. I know you got to pay the bills and you have jobs and, and, and you know responsibilities, but let me just tell you something God placed you where He placed you on purpose. He didn't put you where he put you just so you could have a good job and make some good money and just attend here on Sunday morning. He put you there for kingdom purpose. He put you there on purpose. If God gave you a good job, he did it on purpose because he needs a witness on that job. If he puts you in a neighborhood, he puts you there on purpose because he needs a light to shine in that dark neighborhood. Steps of a good man, steps of a good woman are ordered of the Lord. Amen. Ownership, ownership, ownership. We must
1: understand that we're all called into ministry. I didn't say we're all called to preach. Thank God for that. We're all called into ministry. You know what that means? That means
0: administer the love of God. Administer restoration. Administer forgiveness. We are to serve the kingdom of God. Amen. If God saved you, then he believes in you. If God saved you, then he's got a job for you. I didn't say you had to go get your license to preach. But find your role. Find your role. Find your role. Find your purpose in the kingdom. Here, here's another uh, news alert, another news flash.
1: Pastor and Sister Herring aren't getting any younger. But probably they're working harder now than they ever have.
0: Did you, did you write my notes,
1: Brother Herring? Did you write my notes? He didn't tell me to preach any of this. Okay? He's been here for, what, 31 years?
0: Most folks that are on a job for 31 years, they've taken their retirement
1: and they've gone to Hawaii or or Florida or wherever. I don't think he's thinking about quitting.
0: Now, since we're not streaming, I am. I told him in the office before church, man, I would love to find somebody to turn the church over to.
1: I'm tired. He said, I'm not. Hey, God bless you. God bless
0: you. But he's not getting any younger. It takes him a
1: little bit longer to get up Lazy Mountain than he used to. We used to sheep hunt together. I'll just leave that right there. That's right. A lot of resting. We'd
0: send Brother Stacy out to get the meat. Amen. He would pass us 14 times. One trip to camp and we're done. He's on his fifth trip back.
1: He's a machine. He's not getting any younger either. Pastor Heron can't do it all. Brother Playo can't do it all. Brother Stacy can't do it all.
0: You know what I noticed when I stepped out onto this platform tonight? Let me tell you what I noticed. The first thing I noticed was all these young kids. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's health. PPC. Everybody get involved. Everybody put your shoulder to the plow. A healthy church takes ownership. I sit in his office a while ago. This is probably my last time here, but that's
1: all right. Sit in his office a while ago. I said, man, you got a lot of keys on that wall. He said, well, I do a lot around here. I wish I had my keys with me. I got two keys. Well, I've got my
0: truck key, but there's, there's two keys on there. One's to the front door and one's to my office. If somebody needs to get into the Sunday school, I don't know. One of the greatest things that's ever
1: happened to me is I don't know how to do stuff anymore. I used to have to fix the sound. I used to have to fix the computers. Let me tell you something. If they, if they depend on me to turn it on anymore, we would. I said, you got a lot of keys hanging on your wall. He said, well, I probably do a lot around here. I remember being in the other building and telling you that when this building program starts, anybody remember this? I probably have some
0: notes somewhere. I instructed this church very authoritatively. When this building program starts, he's not to pick up a hammer. He's not to pick up a nail. You want a contractor or you want a pastor? You want a janitor or you want somebody to show you Jesus on Sunday morning? I'm not trying to be mean. I love everybody. I really do. Just I understand men like this. I understand that he's just going to do it. If it needs to be done, he's just going to do it. I want to just tell you: take some ownership. This is your. This are the. This these are the altars that your kids are going to get the Holy Ghost in. This is the church that your family is going to pray through in.
1: Take some ownership. Pastor Heron will fix it. What if he doesn't? You remember that slogan after 911? I just dated myself. If you see something, say something. If you're in
0: the airport very often, you'll hear that playing. If you see something, say something. I got a new twist on that. If you see something, do something. I'm going to text Pastor Heron and
1: tell him that there's a piece of paper on the floor in the lobby. This church is only as good as you make it to be. This church is only as clean as you make it be.
0: This church is only as powerful as you make be. It's only as friendly as you make it be. It's only as prayerful as you make it be. It's only as spiritual as you make it be. Sunday morning, Wednesday night, he ought not to be out here running around trying to get stuff rolling. He ought to be hearing from God and preparing himself to deliver some hot, fresh bread. If it is to be,
1: it's up to me. When was the last time you walked over a piece of paper? Why is the shovel in your office? I mean, why is the the shovel in the pastor's office? When's the last time we walked over an unshoveled walkway? You thought you were going to get some good preaching tonight. I'm sorry. When was the last time you came to serve and not to eat?
0: Here's the bottom line, and I know what kind of meals you get served around here. It's one of the best preachers in the entire Pentecostal movement right there. And let me tell you something. If he, if he liked to travel, he could preach anywhere at any conference at any time. But he doesn't like to travel. You're
1: lucky. It's one of the best preachers right there. Amen. But when's the last time you came to serve instead of just to eat?
0: And you get filet mignon and lobster tail every time.
1: Hey, do yourself a favor. Don't ever come to our church on a Wednesday night. You'll just get top ramen. Brother Bob, don't sit back there and say amen. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Everybody okay? Get the band-aids out.
0: With a team effort, there is nothing this church cannot accomplish. You can take this entire valley... I didn't say Palmer. I said you can take this entire valley. 120 people left the upper room and turned the world upside down. What could you do just in this valley? My goodness. Let's become a church that takes ownership and becomes team oriented. Amen. What's your role at PPC? What is your Role. How are you currently serving the kingdom of God here? Now, don't raise your hand,
1: but think about it. If you can't list three or four things, you ought to go to prayer about it. Amen. Amen. You're not just here to sit, you're here to serve. This is kingdom
0: business. This is kingdom. Bu- Most of us are already saved. Now what? You can't just sit around and wait on heaven. There's a job to do. There's work to accomplish. There's fruit to bear. You have been called for such a time as this. What is your purpose and what is your role in this church? Every single person, under the sound of my voice, this may be your first time in this church. You have a role in the kingdom of God. God birthed you with giftings and talents and a skill set that's unique to you. And he did it on purpose because he's got a job for you to do in the kingdom of God.
1: I don't know what time I started, so I guess I don't really have to worry about it. He said, I got 19 minutes left. Man. Man. I've been talking a lot for one minute. I need some water. Thank you, Brother Stacy. He's already, did you drink from it? All right. I'm not afraid of your germs. Amen. Number four. I had to get a drink of water before I got to this one.
0: Number four. A healthy church is a... This is a bad word in the world. I'm glad we're not a part of the world. A healthy church is a submitted church. Hebrews 13 and 17, Obey them that have the rule over you and,
1: in other words, that's two different things. Don't confuse the two. Don't pat yourself on the shoulder because you obeyed. There is
0: a difference in obedience and submission. Oh,
1: yeah. wow. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit. Here's why. They watch for your souls. And they must give an account that
0: they do it with joy and not with grief. That's not profitable for you. I want to just tell you something. The only inroad hell has into this assembly the only access now; these doors are open for any flesh, any human, anybody that's a sinner and needs God, unless you, you know, just have been uh, evicted from the church, and pastors have to do that every once in a while for the rest of the body's safety.
1: The only inroad hell has into the apostolic church is through the flesh, through the flesh. Your flesh, according to
0: Romans 8, which I won't take the time to read, but Romans 8, 1 through 10,
1: your flesh is at war with God. My flesh, your flesh, our
0: flesh is at war. The Bible says is at enmity with God. It contends against God. It fights against the Word of God. It fights against holiness and righteousness and the things in this Bible. My flesh hates it. So what the Bible says. I'm not just making this up. That's the Bible. That's Romans 8. We have no problem casting out a devil. If a devil was to walk in this building tonight... Most of us have the authority in the name of the Lord Jesus to cast
1: that demon out, and it will have to obey. But flesh doesn't. We've got a problem with flesh. The good news is everybody else does too, okay? So don't let the devil beat you up
0: over it. I see that this is a place to restore. Whatever you messed up and failed doing, guess what? Somebody else for 6,000 years has also done it. So don't let the devil jump on your shoulder and say you're the only failure. That's a lie from hell. Amen. But there's only two ways that your flesh is allowed into the holy of holies. Let's do a little Old Testament teaching right now. The only way that your flesh is allowed behind the
1: veil, mm-hmm. you know, they pulled some priests out that died in the presence of God. Thank God for
0: grace in the New Testament. Thank God for, they'd have pulled me out a long time ago.
1: Here's the two avenues, repentance and submission. Anybody on the planet can approach the holiness
0: of God with those two things. Any sinner can come boldly into the presence of God in the New Testament because of grace. Death and the submission of your flesh is essential.
1: Talking about a healthy church. You want to be healthy. Paul said, Paul, I die daily. Anybody died today? Dead men don't argue. When I
0: say men, I'm talking about humanity, okay? Dead men don't rebel. Dead men don't sin. Dead men don't cause division. Dead men don't contend.
1: I'm not talking about Jude saying contend for the faith. I'm talking about contending for your own persuasion. If any man be in Christ, new creature, how is it possible to be in Christ? we got
0: to be dead and buried. That's how. The death of our nature is the only way for me to be in Christ. Now, this is not a cuss word, even though it sounds like it, but our Adamic nature, the nature we got from Adam, has got to die. Paul said it better die every day. And when it doesn't die, guess what? We become contentious. Here's a misconception that's among some Pentecostal churches. I'm sure not this one. But here's a misconception that that only needs to happen at salvation. Hogwash. It better happen every day. Hey, before I walked out of that door, I repented before God. I said, Lord, if there's anything in my heart that's not right, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. It's got to die, it's got to be put in the ground, it's got to be buried. But unfortunately, I see people in church all the
1: time doing CPR on the old dead man that's buried. Leave it dead. Leave the dead man dead. What are the theological steps for the infilling of the Holy Ghost? Well, first of all, you got to repent. And then you got to be submitted. How many have you seen seek the Holy Ghost for a long time, and when they
0: finally got it, you ask them what changed, and they said, Well, I just submitted. So if it takes repentance and submission to receive, Don't you think it would take the same two things to retain? I don't understand people that are unrepentant and unsubmitted and they think they're full of the Holy Ghost. They're not. It's impossible to be full of the Holy Ghost and full of yourself at the same time.
1: The side effect of an unsubmitted spirit Contention. You know, if you got COVID, there were some side effects. Well, at least it was for some people. You know, you got, you got achy bones and you got sore throat and
0: whatever else. It was a side effect of a virus. Let me tell you the side effect of the virus I'm talking about. Contention. Contention is a side effect of the virus of unsubmitted spirit. I'm talking about being healthy. Talking about being
1: healthy. Here's what contend means it means to struggle with or against, it means to struggle
0: to surmount, it means to engage in a campaign.
1: Unfortunately, we're getting ready to go into an election cycle. Well, fortunately. Get rid of some people. Did I just say that out loud? But
0: unfortunately, we're going to see signs, and if you listen to the radio, it's going to be nothing but
1: campaign ads. Trying to promote their campaign. That's what contention means. Engage in a campaign.
0: Most of the biblical references in, in, in regards to contention in the Bible They're dealing with a spiritual authority issue. Okay? Anytime somebody is contentious, now that's the side effect of unsubmission, anytime somebody is contentious, usually they have stepped out from underneath, underneath the covering of spiritual authority. They've confused the divine order that God
1: established. Hey, if you don't like the way that God set up his church, deal with him. He set it up a long time ago. Amen. Is this okay?
0: When we get God's divine order all messed up, here's what we're saying. Hey, God, let me, let me just do things a little bit better. I know you've got this and you've got that structure and you've got this
1: structure, but let me show you how to really do it. That's what we're telling God. When my way becomes better than God's way, (laughs) when you're waging a campaign for your way over God's way, I'm just, hey, I'm just trying to tell you about contention in the Bible. When you get to that place, don't fool yourself into thinking you're still full of the Holy Ghost. The only way God stays is if you're submitted. That's how God stays. If it took submission for me to receive it, it's going to take submission for me to retain it. Well, I'm submitted. What happens when you become crossways with those that you're supposed to be under their authority? That's the only way true submission is really tested. I like to try to tell myself that, you know, I'm, I'm submitted. I have a pastor
0: and I have elders and I have people that I'm under their authority. But every
1: once in a while, one of them will tell me no. No. And there's this little dandelion that just springs up overnight. (laughs) I don't know where it came from, but there it is, 12 inches tall. The rest of the time, it's not there. But when they tell me no, that's when my submission is tested. I just want to
0: warn some of you parents. Right now, be careful what you model to your kids. Be careful what you showcase to your children. It ought to be a mirror and it ought to be a reflection of what you hear here and what you see here. If you're going to teach your kids anything, tell them about the power of submission. Tell them about the power of submission. There is a
1: safety. Somebody hear me tonight. There's a safety in submission. Uh, Healthy church is a submitted church. Come on, I got one more point, but I want to just stop right here. And let's just
0: pray for a minute. Come on, let's just pray for a minute. God, search my heart. I know I'm here with a microphone, but God, search my heart tonight. Let my spirit
1: be right. Let my heart be right, God. Oh, God. The way this church is going to impact this community is what I'm talking about, what I'm preaching
0: about tonight, what I'm talking to you about tonight is the way this church is going to be impacting this community. God's not going to bring people into an unhealthy environment. He's not going to do it. New parents, when they get ready for that first baby to
1: come home, boy, they get that nursery right, they get it clean, and they probably paint and fix it up. What about new, brand new souls that are walking through those doors? They don't have
0: the immune system like us professionals. And they catch things. Come on, let this church be healthy. Let this church be healthy. And watch God bring a revival. One more point, and I'll leave. Number five, a healthy church is a unified church. We cannot accomplish much without unity, folks. The Holy Ghost didn't fall in the book of Acts until 10 days after they
1: gathered. I personally think one of the reasons is they were waiting for one mind and one accord. Unity is so important and so essential. Ephesians 5, submit yourselves one towards another. Come on, submit yourself. We're part of the bride of Christ. We're part of the body of Christ. You know, when a cell rises up and attacks another cell in the body, you know what that's called? Cancer. God, we don't need chemotherapy. We need health and we need strength because there's lost
0: souls out there that need a church to go to. We've got to be a church that works in harmony. And the only way harmony is possible is for us to be flexible and adaptable one towards another.
1: Your way may be the brightest way, but it's not the only way. Moving together, working together, loving one another. I've always said if you stay flexible, you never get bent out of shape. Anybody ever see somebody bent out of shape? Listen, we don't have the energy nor the time to fight each other and the devil.
0: Okay? I'll tell you why the average church in America is about 65 people. is because they're just fighting one another. And as long as hell can get him fighting him and him fighting him and her fighting her, Hell can just go on down the road and do something else because you become employees of hell. That ought not to be in the church of the Most High God. There's got to be unity and harmony. Amen. We don't have the energy to fight one another and the devil. It's impossible.
1: And typically, hell understands this and does whatever it can to cause division. The apostle didn't mess with it. He just said, Markham that calls division.
0: Here's what I think. I think that the mission of the church is so important, and there's there's so many lost souls outside those doors that if somebody is is bent on just causing
1: division, the apostle said, Markham, we got a world to reach.
0: And if hell can get you bickering one with another and sideways with your pastor and, and sideways, I mean, nobody could get sideways with Sister Herring, but,
1: you know, sideways with somebody else, mission accomplished. If you're fighting one another, another you're not going to be doing the work of the kingdom. you got to move
0: together, work together, love one another. Amen. Hell knows
1: that if he can get you offended at me, usually it's the pastor. <laughs> well, I still have been 19 minutes. I got 19 minutes left. 18
0: minutes left. Listen, now there's good reason if you're a member of Life Church to get upset and sideways with your pastor.
1: But at the end of the day, it's too expensive. I don't know many pastors that think that they're always
0: right. We know we're wrong a lot. But at the end of the day, it's too expensive to get crossways with your leadership. God will take care of
1: it. But if he can get you disgruntled with the platform, if he can get you disgruntled with the pulpit. You will never go into the harvest field. And that's the mission, that's the purpose. Let
0: me just tell you something it's a diversion from hell. It's a diversion from hell to get crossways with this pulpit. The only way that the church cannot be productive and bear children is if we're crossways. Can you imagine what would happen? 120 people got in one mind and one accord and turned the
1: world, I didn't say the valley or the city, the world upside down. This
0: ought to be the biggest church in this district. This ought to be the most apostolic, soul-producing, but
1: we got to be in one mind and one accord. we got to love one another. we got to forgive one another. Yes, maybe you could do it better. Who cares? At the end of the day, souls are too expensive to contend for your way. Can you imagine, I'm going to quit, what would happen if we were together? Why do you think here's what I've learned after
0: 30 years of preaching at Life Church? Here's what I have learned.
1: The harder hell fights something, you ought to take a look at it because it's probably pretty important. Why do you think hell
0: tries to fight separation? Is because it's pretty important. Why do you think hell fights unity? Because it's extremely
1: important. Why do you think hell fights spiritual authority? Some things I don't think hell cares about. Whether you sing from the songbook or whether you sing this new stuff, who cares? But if he can get you sideways or crossways or contentious or carnal, come on, Palmer Pentecostal Church, you can do
0: this Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Come on, let go of offense. Let go of contention. Let's be healthy. There's a world to reach. There's an entire valley out those doors that are
1: lost and on their way to hell. Someday we're going to have to stand and give an account. Number
0: one, about the Father's business. Stand with me. I'm finished. Number two, fruit-bearing church. Number three, a church that takes ownership. Number four, a submitted church. And number five, a unified church. Is anybody interested in being in the will of God and doing the plan of God? Is anybody interested in seeing the will of God accomplished in this church and in this community? Oh, God. Palmer Pentecostal Church, I feel something. There's an undercurrent. There's an undercurrent. There's an undercurrent. This church is a lighthouse in this entire region, not just Palmer. This church is a lighthouse. And you have been anointed and you have been set apart for a supernatural work. Don't let your flesh mess it up. Come on, let's give God praise. There's a great revival in this church. There's a great harvest. Come on, I believe it with everything inside me. I believe it. Come on, let's pray. Let's search ourselves. Let's submit ourselves to the Word of God, to the family of God, to the man. Come on, I don't know what time you usually get out, but I feel like we need to pray a little bit. I feel like we need to search ourselves a little bit. I feel like we need to digest the Word tonight. Come on, find a place and search your heart. Don't be the roadblock to what God's trying to do. Don't be the one that's stopping the flow. Come on, get in unity with your assembly. Get in unity with your church. Come on, let's call upon the Lord. Let's talk to God.